Warning, the following podcast may contain top-class footballing debate and five lads who are absolutely hilarious. <coughs> Sitting back, relaxing and cracking open a cold one are all strongly advised. We are 4M1T. Do you know, and I'm glad you've just done that because all day I've been sat here wondering how on earth do we start tonight's stream? Do I come in pissed off? Do I come in jolly? Do I come in sad, angry? Because we're, we're a very tongue-in-cheek podcast, right? Uh, for those that are joining us, welcome. We are 4M1T. My name is Danny. I'm joined with Dale, Chris, Josh, soon to be joined by Lee as well. And we like to take the piss out of football. We like to have fun. We like to drink beer and enjoy the fine things about football. But the footballing world has been shocked this week. And it's been shot rotten to the core to the point where I don't know how long it will be called for M1T. Huh. We'll, end, we'll end up being 5T very soon. Of the toughies! <laughs> of the, uh, but before before we get into the negativity, because I feel like there is going to be a fair bit of it tonight, uh, how are we all doing, chaps? Are we good? Shocks. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Same with Josh. Shocked. Disappointed. Disgusted, <laughs> but uh, well, well, we'll we'll get onto all the rest of the emotions, won't we? Mm. Shortly, but Chris, how are we doing, Pom? You've all been uh, you've all been making notes and stuff all day. I'm I'm telling you, it's coming straight from the heart tonight for me, <laughs> and it's always the fucking best way. I'm telling you, I've been seething. I've got riding a roller coaster of emotions. We've gone from seething to wanting to cry to writing bleeding poems. To doing all sorts of shite today, I'm telling you, it's been it's been a long day. What what was the name of the poem? <laughs> you know what? I didn't, I didn't even come up with it. I can't even remember anything about the poem now. I was just you made the poem and didn't name it. <laughs> I was just sat there. I was just sat there writing it, thinking, "Fucking seething, I'm seething." But that that came from the heart. The same way that my uh, my rants tonight, and for, for, for all of us to be fair as well, it, it's all come from the heart. And I'm sure we speak for a, a lot of football fans. When we yeah. say we're about to stay today. I was about to say that. Thank you for anyone that's joined us tonight. And I assume with the fact that you are joining us tonight, you are a lover of football as we know it. Um, and it, it just genuinely seems that football is about to change, which is uh, is mental. For those that have been living under a rock, we'll, we'll kickstart straight into it. If you were living under a rock for the last 24 hours, last night at about 11.30pm, the Super League was announced. 12 of the biggest teams in Europe have announced that they want to create their own, what they decided is going to be their own version of a Champions League. Um, but obviously, logistics have come out and it's just never, ever going to be a Champions League replacement. This is an absolute shit show. And it's going to result in absolute chaos in the footballing world. The 12 teams, if you are not aware are Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, Man City and Spurs all from England. And we have the both of the Madrid teams and Barcelona from Spain, both of the Milan clubs and Juventus from Italy. Those are the 12 teams that comprise the Super League so far. They are looking for 15 founders. Hmm. 
yeah, they're struggling. I'm wearing, boys, I'm wearing this Bayern Munich shirt tonight and I'm genuinely wearing it with pride because Bayern Munich are one of very few clubs who have stood up to the Super League in the last few days and said absolutely not because fans in Germany still have power. And I'm going to open the floor to everyone in a minute, but I just want to get my piece in. I genuinely feel betrayed by Manchester United. I feel disappointed by Manchester United. But ultimately, I am not surprised by Manchester United. None of The worst part of all this is none of it has shocked me because of our owners, because of the way that they have acted since they've taken over the club. They have only ever been interested in money. And Arsene Wenger warned us about this in 2009. This has been in the works for a very, very long time. And to hear today that apparently us and Real Madrid are the forefront leading this charge to get this Super League running, as we have just been joined by Lee. Good evening, Lee. How are we, mate? Yeah, um, I'm, uh, well, as good as you can be, I suppose, on yeah. daylight today. Um, I just want to apologise and say I'm really sorry that I am late. Um, I had a physio session that ran over because I've got bad knees. Um, 28 going on 58. But yeah, uh, not to uh, not to interrupt you in your flow there, mate. Uh, you carry on. No, nice one. Yeah, I, I just be- say like before, before you crack on, like the way that Lee came in then with the darkness of the room and stuff as well, it's literally like you're like our Baghdad correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> can neither confirm nor deny uh, my location as being Baghdad <laughs> it's, when it's that dark it's either somewhere like Baghdad in the Middle East or it's always Washington Washington's always dark I've noticed on the news because they always film from night time anyway weird observation carry on <laughs> well I mean bringing in Washington suits it perfectly really because this is all stemmed from our American owners you know, for yeah. those that are unaware, it's us with the Glazers, Arsenal with Stan Kroenke, John Henry with Liverpool and, well, Florentino Perez. But we all know Florentino Perez is a bit of a prick, don't we? He's the most corrupt yeah. man in FIFA history, other than Seth Blatter. Yeah. And that's saying something. Yeah. Um, I just, I feel and I have felt for the last 24 hours deflated and disappointed I was in work at six this morning. I couldn't stop refreshing Twitter until one o'clock when I literally had to force myself to put the phone down because yeah, every same. time every time I picked it up, something new was developing. And it just seems like it's been the same all day today. And I'm I'm just gonna leave the floor there for the time being, but I'm just I'm just utterly, utterly disgusted at what has happened. I'll, I'll let you go late actually, because you've joined us late, so jump in, mate. Give us your thoughts on. Right, take a deep breath. <clears throat> I don't know what to do. Um, so I guess one thing that I would like to do, um, for those of you who may not have seen this that's listening in tonight, um, I wrote a blog post about this today um, because as soon as I um, as soon as I heard the news last night um, and, and got involved with the, the discussions on Twitter and what have you, it, it was something that I needed to get everything out of my head, off my chest. Uh, and, and onto paper, just to try and almost articulate to myself with what was going on. And I tell you what, there, there must be some people that maybe don't like football uh, or what have you that, that see this kind of stuff and think, "Come on, is there these people for real? It's just a fucking game." Like, and I, I don't, and I am aware that some people may think of it like that. Um, however, this is the livelihoods of lots of people um, to the extent that we have created a football podcast. It's something that we 
um, associate with each other with each other around. It's something that we talk about probably 60-70% of the time that we see each other. Um, and it's something that people talk about in pubs up and down the country. There's a mass debate every single week after every game. VAR, um, I would take VAR being the way it is for the rest of my life if it meant that this Super League didn't go ahead. <laughs> um, that's and, and yeah. for people that know yeah. uh, how bad it's been, um, that's a big thing. Um, now, what I wanted to do is start with um, kind of the, the points that I put in this blog uh, to begin with. Um, more to talk about the audacity uh, of these clubs themselves. Um to peel themselves away from in these behind closed doors meetings, these behind closed minds thinking, um, a power play to ring fence themselves in multi-billion euro contracts that will enable them to play without scrutiny, without competition, without any sort of jeopardy, um, in a in a way that completely shuts the door behind them um, from any sort of progress. Now, one thing that many people will realise, is that Manchester City were not the team that they are now, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It was because of the ability to progress and become a European elite club that was what drove Manchester City and their ownership to get to that point. And it was because they had that ability to make their way through the ranks that it enables other people to dream. What, was that? what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, that? what on earth is that? I mean, I missed last week's episode. So, might be out loop. Is Chris so upset that his tash fell off, Chris? Tim, I've, I've just replied to your message there as well. I'm so upset that my hair has also fallen. Oh off. my it's, word! Look it's horrendous. Whoa! It's horrendous. Oh. Wait, it's horrendous. Million dollars. Get, get him in the big screen. Look at that. That's how fuming I am. That's it's how, me, that's how fuming I am. That's how fuming I am. Yeah. And I'd love it. i love it if this European Super League doesn't take off. <laughs> love it. Wow. Oh, no. I was wow. not expecting that. Wow. No, I wasn't. I don't think any of us were expecting oh. that. Stop, stop the podcast. It don't get better. I thought I killed late at one point. Anyway, continue. That's he twice was, I've interrupted for weird reasons. Sorry, right. Who invited John Joe Shelby? <laughs> <laughs> Can't um, spread a ball, as goes me. You're getting love from the fans, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all right. I'll, I'll just gather myself for a second. and uh, Yeah, anyway. Like, like looking in the mirror, wasn't it, mate? <laughs> Honestly, like... I don't see a mirror a lot nowadays because we've got no reason to look in one because we've got no hair to style. So when that came up, I was like, is that me? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're much skinnier than me, Collins, in your face. I'm a right fat bastard. I've got food in front of me here and you just can't see it. Anyway, um, one thing I wanted to point out was the um, the, aud- the audacity of some of these clubs. Like, I, I, I'm sure the irony was not lost on many people that on the day that the Super League was announced, one of those clubs had just managed to scrape a 1-1 draw to a club that's basically relegated. Mm-hmm. Like If that doesn't show you the absolute 
audacity, I keep saying it because that's the best way to describe it, of some of these clubs to just pull themselves out and say, do you know what, we've decided that we're going to be one of the elite clubs from now on and that's just the way it's going to be. Manchester United, like, I'm disgusted so much I've had to cover that up tonight and that signed photo, and again, the people that don't like football will think this is a little bit dramatic. That signed photo was my nan's and she passed that down to me um, and it was her fucking, she had it as a pride and joy hung up in her house. Like she loved the fact my grandma got it for her birthday, I think it might have been. Um, and she loved United and she loved going to the games. She didn't go all the time, but when her friend uh, managed to get a ticket for her, she went along to the games. Uh, and if she knew what was going on to this club nowadays, because of uh, like, obviously she was there throughout all of the times and, and especially when the Glazers came in. Um, to her, this football club meant the the joy of the occasion um the ability to to see a friend uh that you she didn't sort of manage to get out with that much and, and go along to these games because that's what football meant to to her and to to people like like us so to have that shirt there was it was it was hers that she passed down to me when she uh, when she passed away a few like six years ago something now um and that's what spurred part of my love in Manchester United. Um, as, as some of you may or may not know, uh, and I put it in the blog, I didn't like football growing up. I was a rugby lad. I've always been a rugby lad. Um, my dad's a Geordie, so growing up, it was, for me, in my head, Newcastle United. And that's because I didn't really watch football. It wasn't really that bothered. I fell in love with football when it came to watching Manchester United um, because it was the city that I, I did my degree in. It's the city that I work in, the city I feel like I've adopted or has adopted me. Um, and it's a city that uh, my nan has passed down to me. So to have that, all of that history, to just be completely thrown away by owners that have owned a cl the, the club for a, an, a fraction of its history, it, it, it's appalling. It's abhorrent. It's something that genuinely hurts. And, and again, that, that sounds dramatic to people that may not like football, but... As I said, it's such a big part of our lives. We, we started a fucking football podcast about it, for God's sake. Like, it's a big part of our lives, something we do every single week, something we talk about every single week. We tweet about it. We watch it. We watch highlights. We nominate dickhead of the week in a sport, and it's a huge part of our lives. So to people that don't understand or or, or don't want to understand how big this is to people like us, like, it, I can't overstate it any more than that. So to have... United, who haven't won the UCL Premier League in eight years more. Um, we were only one of the four teams that relegated Sheffield United have beaten this year. Liverpool, they've won their first title in 30 years. Um, and they're announcing the Champions League competition, which they claim to be the royalty of. They claim that they're the kings of Europe and let's talk about six baby and all this sort of stuff that you hear coming out of their mouths. Um, and also lost seven, two to Villa this year. Tottenham never won the Premier League, never won the Champions League. Next Man City I've been through them 10 years ago. We're, we're a football obscurity. As far as I'm concerned, they were, they were nothing until they got the billionaire owners, but they at least had the ambition, the ability to get that high. Chelsea spent 200 million and a fifth battling to finish fourth in the top four. They were irrelevant 10, 15 years ago until Abramovich came in. 
all of these clubs were relevant. You've got teams like Nottingham Forest and Aston Villa um, who have got more European titles than Arsenal and Spurs and City. Yet they're the ones that have decided, actually, do you know what? Our American owners are just going to pull us into this elite competition where we can't get relegated from it and we're going to get £350 million a year from it. I've got a lot more to say in this, but I feel like I want to pass on to to one of you lads because otherwise I'll just be sat here all night. So I'll come back to me again in a bit. Very eloquently put, mate. And I think anyone that's, A, watching this podcast is a massive football fan and will understand the magnitude of everything you've just said and, B, needs to go and read that post because it is a fucking phenomenal... Every piece you write for us, mate, is unreal. And it's just... Anyone that's watching us tonight, whether you are a United fan, a City fan, fucking Leicester fan, Josh, with the Everton side, which I'm coming to you next because I want to see this outsider's point of view, whatever team you support, even if it's someone like Plymouth Argyle, this affects you. This is affecting everyone. And it is awful. I mean, Josh, what are you... What are you saying? We, we had a good conversation yesterday about it in the group chat and you were saying, uh, I think your line was, I don't want to be the best of the rest. Yeah, exactly that, mate. Um, obviously, as you said, it affects everybody. If um, if these teams that have signed up for the Super League leave the Premier League, then that does place Everton up there with sort of, you know, the top competitors that, that amongst the, the mix of teams that are currently fighting for fourth spot, of which there are multiple maybe maybe half of the league's fighting for fourth spot at the moment or can can gather enough points to push for that position um but yeah i don't i don't as an evertonian i don't want to be fighting to be the best of the worst i absolutely love as i'm sure all you boys do and all of the fans across the country love the competitive aspect of each and every league it's what it's part of the fabric of the english footballing game it's what has been going on since the 1800s, since the very, very beginning of the game. A lot of the clubs have been founded on working class, sort of, you know, workers that have started teams, etc. And th- these, as you say, these billionaire owners, people that do own the club, they own the assets, etc., the stadiums, the players. It's not their club. And I'm voicing the opinion of Rio Ferdinand, who spoke really well last night, mm-hmm. and um, Gary Neville, who also spoke really well, and multiple other pundits. But those two really struck home with me. They're thinking about the fans. They're thinking about the people that make the game what it is. We've already seen this year just how much the game is affected by not having people in the stadiums. Yeah. Without without the fans, football is nothing. And a lot of... I've watched, you know, any football documentary that comes on the TV, I'll watch it. I absolutely love them. There's one out there at the moment about, um, obviously, Berry and what happened to Berry. And then there's obviously uh, Sunderland Till I Die about Sunderland Football Club and how they've unfortunately had a bit of a downfall. And the fans, to, to some of them, they're spending their entire monthly salary on season tickets and shirts programs, anything. They're putting all of their money, if not on, onto their mortgage, they're putting it into the club. And it's those people that I feel most sad for because the club really is their life. For, for me, I get to as many games as I can, which isn't unfortunately that many. I'd like it to be more, but these people do actually dedicate their entire weekend home and away to following their clubs. 
And it, it really is those guys where it strikes a chord for me. That I just feel sorry for them. And I, I've, obviously, I'm the least affected out of us five. But I do feel sorry for you boys because you must. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you must feel embarrassed. I would feel embarrassed. Yeah. I'm yeah. ashamed. I, I, I'm, utter, yeah, I'm, ashamed. I'm utterly ashamed of what is considered the biggest football team sod football team the biggest sports team in the world you know we're bigger we're bigger than any nfl team with this and then there's no other sport that comes close to the nfl and football so we're, we're bigger than any nfl team we're bigger than any team all right maybe fucking ali <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're bigger than any team in spain i i don't care these comparisons with real madrid and barcelona if you're talking in terms of big, if you're talking finances and fan bases, which is what these owners are looking for, which is very clear, we are the biggest. And it feels like, and I, I put this in another chat the other day, it just genuinely feels like they've gone, all right, Steve, 45 from Salford, we're not asked about you and your season ticket anymore. We want 70,000 tourists in every week. You know why? Because Steve only spends his £700, doesn't buy anything in the shop, doesn't buy anything at halftime and then leaves. Whereas 70,000 tourists also go to the mega store, spend 200 quid on shirts, they eat there, they do everything. And to them, because let's be honest, that's all they're asked about. They want the cash, they want the tourism. United versus Barcelona on a Wednesday night, or if we're all kicked out of the leagues, let's be honest, it could be fucking three o'clock on a Saturday, will sell out. I don't care what stadium it's in, United versus Barcelona will sell out. I hope to fucking God there is no Manx in that stadium. Yeah. It ha it, but it doesn't make a difference because even if there is Manx in that stadium, stadium's still going to be full. Still going to be full of tourists. I don't, I, I'm, Chris, I know you're itching and dying to come to. I'm going to bring Dale in first. Do, do you feel the same way I do, Dale, where it just feels like they've stuck a massive middle finger up at domestic fans in the chase of foreign fans? Yeah. Um, I also just think they've they've basically stuck the middle finger up at everyone, and you know they these clubs think they are bigger than the rest, bigger than everything else, bigger than the game itself. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think they, there's a clear message from everyone, pundits, ex-players, fans, media, even Boris Johnson's getting involved. You know, all the all the, the government. Um, it's just yeah. A no to, to obviously the the Super League. Um, it's just straight up no, and I'm I'm pretty sure that everyone will do in their do everything in their power to obviously stop this from from going ahead. Because I, I think that, that there is a lot there is a lot of people who don't want this to go ahead, and I think there's enough people to stop this from happening. Um, I believe that, but. I mean, I've, I've you know we've seen that they've they've started the stages of 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 of, of this breakaway, um, and you know it's going to end up in the court some some you know at some point down the line because yeah. there's money involved and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, speaking speaking of the money, I mean I've got some of the the figures that are coming out with. I mean, two hundred to two hundred and fifty million a season. Yeah. You know the the funding the founding clubs will get a three point five million billion support package for infrastructure stuff like this. It's you know there's five billion dollars been committed is it by that American bank is it J P Morgan? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. 
the, the figures, the sums, it's absolutely ridiculous. And you can see why there's, there's you know, there's these super clubs, I mean, call them super clubs, but, you know, Arsenal, Spurs, you know, not won a, not won a Champions League, you know what I mean? But you can see why they're getting involved because they're seeing, you're seeing the money signs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, you know, these, I don't, I, the thing for me is, We've not heard anything from the players. We've not heard anything really from the managers, the coaching staff. I know um, Klopp came out and said a little bit uh, before the game tonight. Um, but I really want to hear something from the players as well. Um, so yeah. at the minute, my 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 sort of disgust is more aimed at the owners, especially mm-hmm. you know for us, for the Glazers, because they've been the rotten apple since day one in my eyes. Um, let's say they they don't care about the history, the history of the club, the game, the English game, the European game. It's just the fans, you know, it's all about profit, revenue, greed. Um, you know, all, all they want to see is the big teams playing each other week in, week out, selling the TV rights, you know, and, and making money off the fans, aren't they? So, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> go on. <laughs> I yeah. could go on, um, but there is, there is, there is. I've seen carry them um, just before on the game. Is it the, the FSG at Liverpool um, using basically Liverpool's past history to line their own pockets? De- yeah, 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 I just. I, I mean, even fucking Malcolm Glazer, whichever one has yeah. come out today and compared this to yeah. to Matt Busby, which you do fuck off with that comparison. I don't know which one of you boys tweeted that, but fantastic yeah, tweet. Um, <clears throat> just, just a couple of comments there, like Lee uh, Dale. Sorry, exactly what you were saying. Like what John's just replied there. We need to see high-profile players come out and stand against it, speak their minds. Yeah. I know Bruno Fernandez has come out today mm. and reposted Daniel Pedence's post on Instagram, which was a fantastic mm-hmm. post by him. Um, and then I'm going to bring up back Danny's. Uh, reply as well. I've been a season ticket holder in the Stratford for over 10 years, an absolute disgrace. Danny, I'm really interested to know, mate, your opinion on if this goes through, are you going to renew your season ticket? Because, yeah, good question. Good question. For, for me, that is the biggest way that we answer this call. You know, I don't, I don't think we give them any more money, but in the same respect, like I just said, if you don't renew your season ticket, there's going to be a tourist in your seat next season. Yeah. Um, but moving from that, Chris, I know you're absolutely chomping at the bit, mate, and you've held your tongue. You've held your tongue all day in the group chat. Um, so the floor is yours, mate. Please, please, as one of the more and there's Danny's reply straight away. Yeah. Not a chance, mate. And chance. you know what, you know, Danny, fair play to you as well, mate. Like ten years is a big commitment to have a season ticket. Only for to, them to go. Sorry, yeah, for them mate. to put you. Sorry. Yeah, for them to put your middle finger up. And I respect that fully, mate. And if I was in your position, I'd be doing exactly the same. Uh, yeah, Chris, you've bit your tongue all day, mate, and I need you to speak your mind because you, I would argue, I, I like to think I'm a big United fan, but I'd probably say you're the biggest United fan out of the four of us here. Um, mm-hmm. Paul claim. I, 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 I believe it. You you know the insides and outs. You've got, you know the, what's going on in the 23s. You've got good knowledge of the women's team. You, you know the history. So... I mean, how how has this affected you in the last twenty four hours? Do you know you say you say champion at the bit and stuff, but 
I've I've enjoyed just sitting back and and listening to you lads talk because you've. I'm not. Let's face it. For everyone who watches this podcast regularly, Lee's all right. He's a Newcastle fan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. For an, for anyone who watches this podcast, you know I am the least intelligent and the <laughs> the, the least. You are with that haircut. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm I'm not able to articulate points uh, as well as the four of you just because I get so bloody wound up. And sometimes a blessing, sometimes a curse. And I think it'll be a blessing on this this occasion because I think this is something where you have to speak from the heart. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely devastated. I'm I'm honestly devastated. I I love United. Absolutely love Man United. Like they're a family member, and I can remember. My first, my first full season of watching United that I can remember was 97-98. It was the season before the treble. And we just lost out on the title to Arsenal. Uh, disappointing Champions League campaign went out to Monaco on away goals and all that. And it's just, it wasn't really that remarkable. But I remember going for that season... That Christmas got me first United kit. Like my dad went out and got us like a massive bleeding, like a massive hold-all bag, Man United hold-all bag. And I'm talking like if if Fred the Red came in your room and just spewed everywhere, this was what the inside of this bag looked like. Just full-on United kit. Had the collar up all the time because obviously I just loved Dwight York because he was a baller for us at the time. And it, it's just class. Like I absolutely loved loved being a kid, just supporting United, the treble winning season, how can you forget, even as a kid. All the memories that we've made being a United supporter over the years, and I'm, I'm extremely fortunate to be a United supporter, and thousands of people are, because we don't have to put up with the shit that other p- clubs put up with. Financially, we don't have to put up with shit. In terms of winning honours, we don't have to put up with shit. We've been very, very, very lucky to win the amount of trophies that we have done over the years. And how many people can say that they've been part of a club that had a, a dynasty like the one that Fergie built time and time again with the clubs that he built? And if I could only have seen what the Glazers would do now, today, in the last 24 hours, when they took over in the noughties and been more vocal against it, and I, I think a lot of people are feeling like that today because you've just killed the game. They've just killed it. They've, they've absolutely murdered it. If this goes ahead, the whole point that rambling is the point I'm trying to get to is this goes ahead, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, I'm honestly not doing it anymore. Because it's not you are not the Man United that I know. You're not the Man United that I grew up supporting. You're just not that club anymore. Like the identity's been ripped out. And it's not the players' fault. You know, I've seen Leeds fans, and I understand I understand why Leeds fans have reacted towards Liverpool the way they have tonight. I'm sure you've all seen the scenes and stuff outside the stadium. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. We're all feeling like that. But it's not the players' fault, and it's not the staff fault. You know, it, it's not the manager's fault. Like, it's not Jurgen Klopp's fault tonight. It's not Thomas Tuchel's fault tonight, or today rather, when he's in an interview being lambasted with questions and he's just towing the party line. He's got a job, and he could lose his job if he says the wrong thing at the wrong time and it's not his job to speak on Chelsea's behalf anyway like they've been offered the chance to speak just like all six of the English teams have been offered the chance to speak today three of them haven't responded and three of them declined to comment and it's no wonder when you see the clip that came out at Sky Sports before where it came out that you know sources say 
that one of the chairmen's turned around and said that if our players did get banned from competitions, they wouldn't be asked because you don't want to play in that many games. The Super League will be the premier competition for them. We will be fielding weaker teams in the Premier League and completely destroying the integrity of that league if the Premier League decide that they want to keep us in. It's just an utter shit show. And it's just turning turning you back on the fans and it's turning you back on football. It's turning you back on the game that's allowed you to get to the position where you are. We've not always been Man United. We were Newton Heath before that. And Newton Heath was founded by the people, for the people, just like every other football club. And all this shit about the founding members of the Super League. What about the founding members of the Football League? Like the first European powerhouses, I don't know if people know this, but the first European powerhouses, arguably, in the English the English league system were Wolverhampton Wanderers. They've got tons of fucking history in Europe. Where's their invitation? Where's Everton's invitation? Everton were on the brink in the 80s of fucking going into Europe and absolutely bossing it. Unfortunately, because the situation's outside of their control, they never got the opportunity to do that. But where was their invitation? Aston Villa won the European Cup. They beat Bayern Munich in the 80s. The mighty Bayern Munich in the 80s. And they had a keeper. They had the main keeper subbed off. They had to have a sub-keeper come on early in the game. They still fucking won the game. Nottingham Forest have won it twice. Celtic. Celtic won the European Cup the year before United won the European Cup for the first time. Scottish League, just been glossed over. There was a call on the radio this morning and a Liverpool fan, and the majority of Liverpool fans feel the same way that I do and all of us do. But some idiot Liverpool fan come, come on, who's part of the very, very few, uh, and he was like, well, I want to be playing Real Madrid. I want to be playing Barcelona. And as soon as Ali McCoyst on TalkSport this morning mentioned, what about Rangers and Celtic? Why have they been pushed to one side? Laughter. Who wants to see them? What do you mean he wants to see them? They've got just as much pedigree and just as much right to be in a European Super League for winning their fucking league as everyone else does. And I know I take the piss out of the Scottish League. It's absolute pants. And if we've got any Scottish fans who are watching, I still think your league's shit. Yeah. And I'll say that now. <laughs> but I want, if you I win your league. Boy on that. I want to put a on that. You've been slating that old Burn Derby for about yeah. six months. <laughs> yeah, it's wank, mate. It's absolutely you, were give, wank. you were giving Celtic way too much credit there for my liking. But my, my point stands. If you win your league, it doesn't matter whether you're from Scotland, whether you're from Latvia, whether you're from Slovenia, Slovakia, Holland, Germany, Greece, Denmark, wherever you are from. If you win your league, you get the right to come to the top table and dine with the big boys. That is the whole point of football. The, the dreams of promotion, like the fears of relegation, the, the hope that as a smaller club, we could maybe look up to the big boys at the top of the table and maybe make the Champions League, just like West Ham are pushing for this season, just like Leicester have broken up the monopoly over the past few seasons. And for and I'll end on this because I could go on about this all night and I'll just get myself upset, but for these people that just don't know football and don't know our game, I, I, I say that and I put emphasis on our, it's our game. Like, we are the fans and this is our game. It's for us. It was created by us. We understand it, the insides and outs. We are not a sport that you can just come over and, and Americanize and franchise. It's not the way it works. And if we go into a Super League, good for us, 300 million each and all the numbers that have been coming out today. But what about everyone else? What about all the other Premier League teams you have to cope without us? And the companies are going to turn their back on the Premier League because the big boys have left town. And what mm -hmm. about all the football league systems underneath that that are going to crumble without our support, without the money and all the emphasis and all the the, the eyes that they're supposed to be getting? Just completely ruins everything. It's it's fucking it's a shit show. I'm embarrassed. Now absolutely embarrassed. It's fucking appalling. And if United do it, if they go through with it, 
I'm fucking done. I'm done. And that's that me all, out. Mic drop. All that, all that <laughs> money, mate, doesn't buy the emotional connection that the fan has no. with the club. Mm, no. And that's where, the, where these owners will always be disconnected and they won't understand how it feels to have your club completely torn apart like this today. And that must be how you, Liverpool fans... All of these big guns, even even all the foreign fans, I've seen some stuff about La Liga and and some of their fans today. Everyone's feeling the same. Yeah, and what you just said there as well about like leaving uh, teams behind in the Premier League is a great question that Ian's just propped up there. Uh, if this new league does go ahead, do you think they should chuck them out of the Prem? Uh, and Lee, I'll take you, I'll let you take the floor in this. I'm pretty certain we've all got an opinion on this, but what is your thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Um... And I think that this kind of leads on to the the wider issues. So what I want to address, first of all, with this question is the fact that there are very many people out there who, whether through their own fault or they just don't understand what's really happening, um, they don't fully see what the issue is. Some people don't see what the issue is. Some people are sat there and saying, well, this is just a replacement for the Champions League. Like some teams will be invited, but I think there's something ridiculous. Like five teams will be lucky enough to receive on, on an merit, invite. Is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so they're saying it, it won't be that bad. It'll just be a reform of the Champions League. It'll replace the Champions League, and uh, the money will still keep coming in, and that'll be fine. They'll go off and play on the weekend. No, they won't. I'm telling you now, there is almost too much of an advantage anyway for teams like Manchester City, Chelsea, Manchester United, who can go and throw hundreds of millions of pounds at players every single season. We've not seen it as much apart from with Chelsea this year because of the pandemic. Now, in the future, this that will continue. If the Premier League continues in its current guise and this all kind of goes away a little bit, that will happen and it will continue to happen. Now, you're not telling me that the league can exist in a state where Manchester United, Liverpool, etc., all of these six clubs can go off and they can go and get the 350 million euros per year for playing in this Super League and then say, yeah, right, we will come back on a Saturday and Sunday and play Burnley and Southampton and stuff. We'll have the TV rights for that as well. Not going to happen. But the problem with that is the reason that a lot of people thought that this may have been a leveraging exercise for teams like the big six in in the league, is because they've been arguing for a while that they should have a bigger cut of the TV revenues in the Premier League. Now, the reason that people think, or the reason that they think that, and whether some people may believe, rightly or wrongly, the big six of the Premier League are the main product, which is problematic for the Premier League, because it means that they can't simultaneously exist with or without this, this Super League. So what I mean by that is, say, um, the big six do drop out. They can't be getting simultaneous revenues from the Super League and the Premier League. They've got enough money as it is. They're getting too much money as it is. They're getting more money than the rest of the teams as it is. They're disparatively huge. There'll be no chance that any academies across the rest of the the UK will ever be able to compete with those clubs' academies because they'll just hoover up all the players, they'll offer them better contracts, they'll buy their parents' houses like they do anyway but tenfold because we're getting £350 million a year for one, from one, 230-odd whatever million it is for the um, TV rights because they do get a favourable package. Now, without the big six in the Premier League, they don't get those TV revenues because they don't get the viewerships because the unfortunate truth is the majority of those clubs 
are who people tune in to watch. Now, what I don't want to do is sit here and make it sound like I'm saying that teams like Burnley and Southampton and Norwich when they come up and Bournemouth if they come back up ever again or those kinds of teams, I don't want it to sound like they're just there to make up the numbers because their fans will tell you that they are not. And results are get like Sheffield United beating Manchester United was one of their four wins this season. That's not there just to make up the numbers. That, that was a huge day for those fans. And what an incredible year we've seen without fans being able to be in those in the grounds. Now, the issue is, take the take the Premier League clubs out, or sorry, take the, the top six out, um, and then what that will do is vastly reduce the revenue into the rest of the clubs. The other 14 clubs make up, I don't know, maybe we say right this year, we're not going to relegate three teams, uh, etc., what we will do instead is um, we'll keep them up. We'll, we'll take a few more extra from the championship and we'll continue. Another problem with that is many, if not all, Premier League clubs and, and championship clubs operate at a loss. If you look at any balance sheet, they all operate at a loss. They, they can do that because of the money that's pumped into them through balance sheets because of the, the, the money that comes into the Premier League. Now, if that revenue was dropped, then all of those clubs are immediately in financial distress. There will be clubs that don't have the big budgets like Burnley, Southampton, Brighton, etc., who won't be able to sustain that loss because they're not getting the same amounts of revenue that we'll have planned for in years in advance. So they'll fold and we'll have more Boltons and we'll have more of your uh, Oldham Athletics but at much higher scale because there'll be clubs that are used to operating at such a level of loss that if you take the Premier League teams, or sorry, I keep saying that, if you take the big six out, what goes with it is the, the viewership. What goes with it is the TV money. But if you keep them in, the disparity will just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So the Premier League could end up folding. The Premier League could end up folding. And this is the big issue for me. And for many other people, it's not just about, oh, it's a European competition that the big boys want to ring fence and keep loads of money to themselves. It's not just about that. Colin touched upon it a second ago. If you take them out or if you keep them in whilst existing in this Super League, it ruins everything. It ruins the rest of the pyramid. That money is not going to trickle down into the rest of the clubs. They say it will, but it won't. Like They're just going to spend what... I don't know if a guy said this is not a true statement. I don't know what he's um, referring to, but if he wants to um, be a little bit more um, specific, I'll be happy to answer that. But essentially, the, what I'm trying to get at is you can't have two coinciding. You can't have the Premier League existing alongside um, the Super League with those teams in or out of it. You might end up with uh, an enhanced championship, but the viewers are never going to be as big and the, ne- the money's not going to be there. The clubs are going to collapse financially and that's one of the biggest issues. So when we say, do we kick them out of the league? You can kick them out of the league, but it'll ruin the rest of the league, but you can't keep them in the league because it'll ruin the rest of the league. So this is why it's such a contentious issue for me. So do I hope you, that answers your question, Ian. <laughs> do you not think we've just fucking gone too far, though, already? Like, even at this fucking point now, we've I don't gone think this too turning far. back. I don't oh, think no, there's any yeah, turning no. back. No, there's no. not. What, what do we do, right? So say this fucking Super League gets scrapped and all the rest of it. What, they just come They come back with cap in hand and we're just like, oh, yeah, we'll fucking let you back in. It's fucking embarrassing. It's so yeah. embarrassing that... The, the, it's so tone deaf, like for the fucking current climate that we're in. But the, the embarrassment of the Premier League and UEFA would have to admit, just have to admit, 
yeah, by letting them all back in, that you're just too big for us to not fucking let you back in. And it's it's a shit show. A European Super League with Arsenal and Spurs. What <laughs> what the fuck are we going on about? Spurs are seventh, aren't they? And Arsenal out of fucking top ten. What the fuck are we going on about? City have never won a fucking European Cup. It's been how many years since we won one? We've not won a fucking Premier League since 2013. It's fucking... I, I need to stop. Yeah. We, it, stop. You know, Lee, the thing is, mate, and I, I thought I'd done a lot of research and covered a lot of angles, but you've even just blown my mind at the, the level of detail where how effective it is. And, like, I wanted to... I'm going to bring up John's question to me because John's just asked a really good question on the uh, on the chat. But before I get into that, you just made a great point of have we gone too far. Now, for me, and I I think I already know the answer to this question, we're going to ask anyway, this doesn't sit well with me as a Manchester United fan at all. And the fact that I will now know that for the rest of my life, that on April 18th, 2021, regardless of what the outcome of this is, they were willing to throw all of their domestic fans under a bus and not care about them anymore. Why should I care about them? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why, why on earth should I care about Manchester United when they clearly do not give a fuck about me? And I don't know where you boys stand on that, but for, for me, I'm finding it really, really difficult to. I've just had a mad comment coming. I'll check that in a minute. Uh, yeah, I find it really difficult to bring myself to accept what this club is doing right. But I'll come back to that in a second. John's question here. Um, will players want to play in the closed-off league without that prop competition and national teams? And this is a really, really interesting question, which I think a lot of people have asked. Yeah. Now, if you take these 12 teams and it will it will eventually be 15 i don't care what anyone says this will be 15 there are going to be three teams in europe that do sign up for this whether it, i know porto bayern munich dortmund psg leipzig have all said no and do you know what fucking good for them i think even sevilla yeah. today have said they're not getting involved but there will be three teams that are in financial crisis that will accept this now, this is that. yeah Schalke have showed interest they've barcelona are in billions of debt in two years time that is going to be gone because of this there mm-hmm. is multiple teams like barcelona out there that are in billions of debt and that could be solved like that and because there's no promotion and there's no relegation there is no threat to join in this league mm-hmm. you can come in clear your debts get loads of money and you're safe you are safe for 23 years it's a 23 year agreement that these these clubs have find which is absolutely ludicrous now the question with the players is i don't know how this is going to turn out because you've got two options as a player now you play in the super league and you get loads of money but you don't play in europe well you you don't play in champions league you don't play in a domestic league and you don't play in for your national team which for a young player like phil foden mason greenwood mason mount these players surely want to go to numerous World Cups. Mm-hmm. They're more than good enough to do so. So do they drop to Leicester City to Everton to go and play in European football? And then subsequently, as an older player, are you asked about playing for your country anymore? Do you just go and secure a bag? 
Yeah. Which I, I, I and I don't I, I listen, I've been a big advocate of the Chinese Super League and players going over there because in my opinion, and I think you put it in any profession, if you're asked to do the same job but they're gonna quadruple your pay, I think you're an idiot to say no. So I, I've no, I don't care whether your pay is eight pound an hour or a hundred grand a week. If someone's going to times that by four to do exactly the same job, you're going to take it. And I don't blame anyone for doing that. You're securing your family's future for generations. But my question to you, Josh, is because you boys are out of this and hypothetically, and I'm probably going to upset some fans here by saying this, but I don't give a fuck. If we get kicked out of the English league, Everton are the biggest club in England, right? I think we're all in agreement with that, right? There's, yeah. there's, no, there's, there's oh, no, yes. Yeah, there's no, there's no one that competes, right? Are you happy if, say, Marcus Rashford leaves Manchester United because he has a burning desire to play for England and disagrees with all this? Are you happy taking players like that knowing that it's a cast-off and you would have never got them before? You're just getting them by default? No. Because it goes back to the point that I made about not wanting to be the best or the worst. No matter how this plays out now, um, that's not going to change. I don't want any players coming in just because they have to, because they want to push for the national squad. And they're, in a way, forced to because of the position that they've been placed in. Um no, I'd, I wouldn't be happy about taking a Rashford or a Phil Foden. I mean, I'd love Phil Foden in the current situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who, who wouldn't? What club would not want Phil Foden? Um, but I I personally, if I was Phil Foden, for example, now, and he's good enough, he is good enough for that national squad. We've mentioned it numerous times on the podcast, and I'm sure multiple people across across the country will agree with this. He's pushing the national squad down. He's one of the, for me one of the first names on the team sheet because he wins games without a shadow of a doubt. He's now, unfortunately, against his will, been placed in a position where he has to consider this now. This is his club. Man City is his club. Mm-hmm. But he may now have to, against his will, because this decision has been made for him and this decision has been made for the fans without any consideration and asking of anybody else's opinion, by the, the board, he may now have to make that decision. Do I want to have success? Do I want to bring success to England, which I dreamed of as a boy? But I'm going to have to do it elsewhere. I'm going to have to go play for, you know... Leicester City. Yeah. He's going to... He's, well, they'll be forced to pick. But then that's an unfair advantage for the, the teams like Everton and Leicester, you know, the ones that will be the best of the worst. Because those teams that aren't currently, uh, you know, going into the Super, Super League... Um, all the all the top players, if they feel forced out of the clubs, are going to want to go to those top clubs still, aren't they? They're not going to want to look yeah. into the championship or something like that. So, I, I, I going back to your question, mate, because I've rambled on a little bit. No one won't be happy about taking them on, not based off this Super League, because, as I said, I don't want to be the best of the worst. I want it to be competitive. I'm happy being, I've said this earlier today on the group and to friends, I'm happy being a mid-table to pushing for Europa League club and have that competitive element and playing a Man United or a Man City on the weekend and coming away with a 2-1 well-earned victory but still finishing 6th, 7th. I'm happy with that current climate because that's what I'm used to and I love it when we come up against the big teams and we get a victory because it means so much more because you know you've earned it. 
You yeah. don't go to the to, to the top clubs and come away with three points easily. It just doesn't happen. So I, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with how it is. I've grown up 30 years of my life with Everton struggling. You know, we've been at the bottom. We've, we've had a Champions League qualifying moment. We don't win much silverware. We've won one piece of silverware in my life that I, I don't even remember because there's only five. But I'm happy with that because, you know, when, when my team grinds out a victory against the top clubs, I'm proud of them. And I want to feel that pride all the time. And I just wouldn't feel it if this happens and goes ahead. Yeah. I, I that's that's the knock-on effect to the clubs that aren't involved in it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with that completely. T Tim's comment there is really interesting. Is your Chinese league comparison not exactly the same as what the club is doing right now? Someone's prepared to give them extra money, take it. Yes, but also no. There's no, in my opinion, and I don't know what you boys think, for me, moving to the Chinese league is not a closed circle. You know, you can mm -hmm. you can move to the Chinese league and leave the Chinese league very freely. And players have done that. You know, we've seen Paulinho, who moved to Guangzhou, then to Barcelona, back to Guangzhou again because they were getting him more money. Uh, Hulk has recently left. He's now playing in Brazil. You know, this isn't a case of... that. Paulinho and Hulk, for example, were still playing for the Brazilian national team, even while playing in Brazil. So was Oscar. If these clubs in the Super League are going playing in the Super League... They are not, but by the sounds of things, obviously it's all ifs and buts at the moment. But by the sounds of things, they're not playing for the national teams anymore. There's there's way more limitations to the Super League than the CSL. That's the way I've taken this anyway. I don't know about you boys. Well, don't they have a salary cap now as well? Yes, they do That's now. Been yeah, put in place. So yeah. you know, you you probably you're probably going to see the bigger sort of stars move away now because the money's not there anymore. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you, you look at Hulk and Oscar who are probably on four hundred grand a week. And now we can capture, uh, I don't know, a quarter of that. I mean, it's still a ridiculous amount, but you know, they want they, they probably won't want that. But um, just just going back to what what J uh, Josh was saying there, you know, like with you know, sort of players moving and stuff as well, like like especially sort of the, like the youngsters. Um, but you know, if, if say like a folder or a Rashford did want to play in this sort of league and wanted to move sort of back to you know the Premier League and. And, and what I sort of compete for the domestic title, you know, title there in Champions League, sort of that route. But could those sort of teams afford these players now? Well, without that's these, the good question. These, you know, without the big six being in there, you know, the, Lee mentioned touched on it before. Less money coming in, you know, that would have a knock-on effect on finances for the teams that are still in there. Uh, you know, they're mm -hmm. not going to get the, you know, the, the the money from the broadcast, TV, you know, etc. You know, all they'll have to do is is price these players out, you know, out, you know, out of a move. You know, and then they, they've got no real choice other than to what sit and run down the contract, leave on a free maybe. But you could lose a couple of years of your of your playing career um, or whatnot. But I don't know how, what you think about that. But it's mm, very good point that I never even really thought about that. no, I didn't either. This because if you think about someone like a Phil Foden, who is easily priced at one hundred and fifty million. Leicester can't afford 150 million, yeah. and just and just because City are getting a massive influx of 300 million pounds, doesn't mean they're going to lower the price tag for Phil Foden, their well, prized no. asset. Well, no, definitely not. I mean, and, and especially, I mean, the wages that they'll be, at, you know, the, the wages they'll currently be on, yeah, as well yeah. at, at the clubs, and it'd be like you, you can, we can, you can go to say a Leicester or a, an Everton or whatever, but we can't afford those wages. You know, you'd have to take at least, I don't know, 50 percent or something like that, and you'd be like, well. Would they want to do that? But then it, it comes down to, you know, do, do these players then actually what play actually play football, or they're just in it for the money? I mean, Which I think you mentioned before, Danny, as well. Uh, yeah, it's like you'll you'll probably find the players that are there for the money are there for 
to actually want to play football. But you know, like myself and you guys, you know, growing up, you, you, you know, as a player or whatever, you 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 strive to win your domestic titles. Yeah. You know, and if you can do that, great. And then you then you strive to be the best in Europe, the Champions League. That's the ultimate aim. And then the you World know, Cup. Yeah. And then if if they stay at these clubs. What 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 cup are they actually playing for? There's, there's no history to it. There's there's no. nothing. It's just something that's been guaranteed for you <clears throat> to play in that league for X amount of years. And, and you know, it's you get a 38 game season in the Premier League, and you earn the right to be you know top of the league at the end of that season, or in the top four. You've earned the right to then go in the Champions League, and to win that Champions League, it, you know, it's, it's a really tough thing to do. You know, and you, when you do win it, you've you've earned the right to be, you know, the best in Europe. But whatever cup you win in this Super League, you haven't really earned earned that because you've been guaranteed a spot in there for the next fifteen years. Yeah, and it's I don't know what you guys think on that, but absolute load of fucking tosh in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely with you, mate. I'm, Chris, I know you had your hand up there, mate. Like a polite school child and i'm just gonna i'm gonna get to you in a second i've just got a couple of comments i'm gonna rattle through here cool. uh, if the organization grows up will there be a second division of the european super league i i would sit better if there was if there was a punishment for playing poorly and you would get relegated like that's the only way that this would if the, if the champions league and the europa league were working similarly then fair enough but I, I don't know. I think this it's is an, still, I, it's an elitist being closed move. Off entry, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, it's an elitist it. move, and I can't see it happening personally. No, no. Um, and plus, we've only just found out about this first league. Like, let's not run yeah, before we can walk. Uh, Dale Berry, uh, good friend of mine. Real Madrid, Manchester City, and Chelsea could be banned from this season's Champions League semi-finals. Uh, UEFA executive committee Jesper Moller has said this could happen on Friday, according to reports. And I've read this a few times now. Yeah. And I've also yeah, read yeah, that yeah. United and Arsenal are being ripped from the Europa League semi-finals, and we'll yeah. go straight yeah. to a final of Ajax and Madrid. And you know what? Good. If yeah. we've announced that we're out of the ECA and we're not part of UEFA anymore, yeah. then kick us out. Give PSG yeah. the trophy. Reward yeah. PSG the trophy. Or if you want to make it more interesting, the teams they'll bring that the other teams it, back in. They'll yeah. bring the other teams back yeah. in. They've already yeah. said it today. Yeah, but guarantee PSG that semi-final place. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because you know, they have earned they it. They deserve it. They deserve it after being absolutely. Munich, they've been yeah. in the final as well, haven't yeah. they? So you know they're pushing for it. I, I think yeah. they deserve it after knocking arguably the, my favourites for the competition out. So absolutely, Chris says these top clubs are responsible for nine percent of the viewership in football, meaning they're responsible for bringing in billions of revenue every week, which is exactly what you said, Lee. Yeah, and yeah. it is a massive issue. I will go back to more comments in a minute. Chris, you had your hand up, mate. Did you need to go it to was... the toilet, or did you have something to say? No, <laughs> no. It's to bring you, it's to bring you a very good development, and this is a very, very good development. This. Um, Last season's championship playing side, Leeds United, scored a late equaliser against uh, European Super League giants Liverpool and the game ended 1-1. So Brilliant. fucking, so Fantastic. fucking have that. Yeah. Have you know what? That. Absolute breath of fresh air, that club. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Leeds United, but you know what? That that's a fucking great result. That that if if there's any if there's any justice in the world, it, it's been well and truly implemented there. Yeah. I think Gary Neville said that on Monday Night Football. He said everyone, I think, watching this game is a is a Leeds fan. At the, you know, against Liverpool, you went everyone because 
yeah. of obviously what's going on. Well, you um, already were. Every, everyone was supporting Leeds. He, even if he it was like, United, I'd be. If it was United tonight, I probably would say I yeah. wanted to lose. Yeah, we don't mean yeah, that against yeah. the Liverpool fans. Like you know, no. for once, no, we're, no. we're all in. We're all in the same boat together. Mm-hmm. as a common goal. When, when I say that Leeds goal is good, I mean to the fucking Liverpool owners. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, can I just chime in with an Evertonian point of view? I'm just glad that Leeds drew with Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> two, 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 two points dropped. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> the likes of Leicester have brought this on themselves by slapping silly prices on the players when a big team was interested. If Mares went to Everton, they wouldn't pay as much as City. They've been priced out their own market whilst being under the pressure to play in additional fixtures in Europe, needing an even bigger squad than the rest. With more success becomes more pressure, so they need more money. They found a way to get it. It's a very interesting point, and me and Tim have been speaking a lot today about this. Um, t- Tim is very much on the pro side. I think he's one of very few who is pro European Super League. T- Tim's a business owner um, who we all know is the business owner of Hamper, who do fantastic gifts for your bougie women, everyone. Tim, I'm giving you a free promotion. Visit hamper.com to get yourselves some lovely hampers for your girlfriend's <laughs> birthdays now we want some for free <laughs> um but yeah he, he, do you know what me, me and tim were talking we and i, I do you know what i'm going to try and get him on one day and we can have a speak about this probably because i think it's gonna be really interesting to speak to people who want to want this to happen because i think there are definitely some valid points for it to happen but the execution is poor in my opinion sorry boys it's hamper.co.uk as i've just been called the tits (laughs) don't visit hamper.co.uk it's a waste of your time (laughs) um yeah i definitely think there's positives to it and they can be seen if you look at it from a certain perspective but i don't know for me it just doesn't sit right um, it'll destroy the entire Premier yeah. League and pyramid system of football. There's, yeah. There are no positives to it. I'm sorry, Tim, but yeah, if, <laughs> just if, if you don't give a fuck about other football clubs, then yeah, it's fucking yeah. great. But yeah. <laughs> uh, check this: you're you're in class with most of the popular kids. Decide to piss you off and go homeschool, whereas you and the rest of the regular kids are now the popular kids. Thanks, ESL, and that's Josh. Exactly what you were saying. Yeah, that I don't I don't want to be popular. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I said the. The Premier League cannot exist without the top, without the big six. It, mm. it, if the popular kids go home, uh, go home school in this particular example, then the school closes down. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> There's no other way to dress it up. That is that is what will happen. They, they can't exist without them. As much as people hate that, it's the true reality of the situation. That's why BT, Sky, Amazon pay five billion pounds to the Premier League for the TV rights. It's because of the big six. If they're not there, it closes down. Mm. That's it. So. Get that out of your head, is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's, do, do you know what? Like, it's utterly mad. And and we, we've been live for an hour now, and it's obviously the, the only topic we've spoken about. And there hasn't actually been much in football other than this recently, uh, apart from the other big story which developed today. Um, I, I personally think that this is something that we, as a podcast and a football community, because I'm seeing a lot of it on football Twitter at the moment, and I think it's a bit ridiculous. We need to put a pin in this for now, and we need to revisit this when we get more answers. I think Dale said there that there might be an announcement on Friday. I know the Serie A and the Premier League are meeting separately tomorrow with all the other teams, apart from the teams that are joining the Super League, to discuss what happens now. 
Um, so obviously we won't find out anything tomorrow, but by God, imagine being a fly on the wall in them meetings. Mm, okay, now that would be Sorry, unreal. Can I just bring your attention to this Leeds United tweet? That is a phenomenal yeah. tweet. For us audio, <laughs> audio listeners, full-time LUFC holds Super League side, Merseyside Reds to a 1-1 draw after a late relenting <laughs> equaliser. Leeds United, well done. Your, your Twitter <laughs> admin is superb. Well done, lads. Um, well, it's not always superb, but that time it was superb. Yeah. You <laughs> fucking just can't give them anything, can you? Well, <laughs> you got to earn the right. you got to earn the right. What? Like Liverpool have? Like oh. City have? <laughs> oh. Any, anyway, boys, I, I want to move us away from the Super League because it's not... It's fucking draining and I think all of us want to get some sleep tonight without refreshing Twitter all night. But <laughs> a massive development happened in the Premier League this morning. Jose Mourinho was sacked six days before the Carabao Cup final. The one thing that he was brought in to take Spurs to. Imagine Jose Mourinho getting a, a little segment at the end of a podcast. That's how mad today <laughs> I know. has been. Jose's yeah. been sacked and no one's talking about it. Perfect for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do it, you know it, what? The timing is mad, isn't it? Yeah. He. It, the reports were that he'd refused to take the players out onto the training pitch because of what had been going on. Um, whether that's true or not. Whether I think, that's I think Romano. Nice I think Romano's um, d- dismissed that. I think it was just... Has he? Right. Yeah, they were getting rid of him regardless. But I could probably see... So the thing is now, we've got three managers on the merry-go-round. There's Nagelsmann, there's Hansi Flick, and Jose Mourinho. And there are clubs, Tottenham Hotspur... Bayern Munich and the German national team that need managers. So I think that Jose Mourinho is going to end up at Bayern Munich. And I think that Flick will end up as the German national team manager. And I think that Nagelsmann will end up as Spurs manager. So get your bets on now um, because that's what's going to happen. Are Spurs big enough to to draw Nagelsmann over? No chance. I think the opposite of you, Lee. Flick to the national team is done. It's pretty much like signed, sealed, delivered. That's finished. Right. I think we saw it with Upamecano. We've seen it with every single player in Germany and every single manager in Germany. Whoever's got promise takes that step up to Bayern Munich. I think Nagelsmann is there. I think it's just a case of wait till this season's over and he will take that position. The, the Flick one is really interesting because it makes me feel like, I don't know, the timing of that and the timing of Jose are just really, really strange that it's coincided with the Super League. And I don't, I don't want to keep talking about mm-hmm. it, but it feels like maybe there has been a bit of a kickoff. Um, Spurs have done really well to get rid of Jose, in my opinion, because imagine if he goes and wins the trophy on Sunday and they wanted to get rid of him anyway. Yeah. That's like a manager supposed to win a title. Someone told me today that Jose Mourinho has received around £98 million in payoffs. <laughs> From Sackins. Oh, no wonder he was so happy on Instagram today. Yeah. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Not sorry, not just from Spurs. I mean, in yeah, total yeah, yeah, in his yeah. career, yeah. still Sackins. amazing though. Yeah. But I tell you what, what it does mean, it means that Eddie Howe will be managing Tottenham Hotspur in the Super League. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. That's Eddie Howe's taking over at Spurs. Now Guzman's <laughs> going to Bayern. Hansi Flick's going to Germany, and Jose Mourinho is going to be drinking Cosmopolitans in swanky London bars for the rest of his life. That's the fucking development. Wow. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, what jobs are you going to get? Where's he going to go now, Jose? I don't know. Buying me, I thought. I think, well, I think, genuinely. 
Yeah, I mean, Chris, you gave it a shout last week, I think. The national team. Portuguese. I yeah. think it's the only job left for him. I really do. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I can't I can't I can't see him going to buy in. He doesn't sit their ethos. He does not fit their ethos at all. They, they just I mean, well, fucking buying are a mess at the moment, Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, but that's a story for another day. Uh, yeah. I might jump on a uh, one Bundesliga podcast with the Mad Sports Network. Follow Mad Sports on YouTube, Twitter and Instagram. Collins, you got anything lined up for the guard pass coming up soon? This Thursday, this Thursday on the Mass Sports Network, we are back with the guard pass, and it has been absolutely mad with uh, with more Connor and Dustin news. But yeah, this Thursday, if you're an MMA fan, check us out on Thursday, nine o'clock. Hey, Collins, can you explain what those noise, um, sort of the sounds coming out of Connor McGregor were when he was doing those crunches, those <laughs> crunches on the machine, mate? What oh. was that? What oh, was mate. that? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him at the moment. Like, he's just fucking weird. He's getting weirder and weirder. I think he is. The <laughs> fame's just getting to him. Apparently the, the, Spurs paid him 30 million today. Oh, God, that hurts your feelings. That, and, don't it? and they paid 30 million for Gareth Bale on loan as well. So that's 60 million pissed down the toilet. Yeah, well, Champions League. Go in Champions. the Super League. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Champions League runner-up money, gone. Yeah. yeah. But if, European, uh, European Super League money, in. If yeah. you were... <laughs> If you, if, right, so you're Harry Kane right now, right, and Jose's just gone. Captain of are England. You, are you still looking to leave in the summer? Do you know what? With with this Super League, I have no idea where Harry Kane stands. Oh, yeah. do, you because... think he's, do you think he's gone to Daniel Levy and said, you know, uh, who have you got lined up, basically? I don't know whether... You just said it there, Josh, he's England captain. Yeah, massive decision for him now. And I think he wants to break Shearer's record. Yeah, he definitely yeah, does. I and he's, he does. he's capable. He's capable. Uh, absolutely. He yeah. So, is he one of the ones that drops to a Leicester, West Ham, Everton? Because I don't see him staying if he can't play in the Premier League. Nor do I see him staying if he can't play for England. Mm. Yeah. I could see him. I could see him at Bayern. Yeah. Yeah. Lewandowski's replacement. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine Harry Kane in a league without any of the big six teams in it? What be the He'd point? Score about thirty-five goals. A what? What would be the fucking point? <laughs> yeah, but who's he going to play for as well? Like, you know, yeah. Harry Kane at Burnley That's with so Chris Wood. My my wife boyfriend says he's going to watch ESL. Um, break up with him. <laughs> Do not support yeah. the ESL. Uh, Awaken eight. Uh, My wife, yeah, yeah, just leave. I've, I've ignored that part. Just leave that. Right. Um, right. <laughs> I'm not a football fan. Keep explaining what the Super League is. Basically, it's 12 teams across Europe that have said that they are better than every other team, and they're trying to make it more like an American football or American franchise, where no other teams can play with them, and they just play each other over and over again until it gets really, really boring. But it suits the foreign fans, and they're going to get loads and loads of money for it. And no one else can join it. Well, and sorry, f- five teams will get invited. Five lucky Whatever members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we, golden fuck? ticket. Golden ticket, boy. Can we just say yeah. as well, because we've not said about that, my goodness, uh, is is that going to open you up to fucking corruption or what? Well, so oh, I don't yeah. get yeah. We've got five we golden tickets. Bidder. Exactly. Five so golden so tickets to get the 300 odd million. Yeah. They've, yeah. Said, they've said it's on merit, right? And to no, me, merit is you have won your league. So as far as I was concerned, winner of the English League, the French League, the German League, Spanish League, Italian League. Right? Two of them leagues are already not interested. Yeah. So 
But if the Premier League are disassociating from the European Super League, What's what are they going to do? Are they going to yeah. are they going to take their place out of the Premier League for a season to go and play? No, so what? Well, this is it. So the 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 Super League will decide, right? I don't know. Leicester, you won the league this year. Here's your invitation, and then it'd be up to Leicester to say, "Yeah, we'll come in." But yeah, you're right. Then they'll have to forfeit. Yeah, because <laughs> they'll because have to the forfeit FA, forever from the, the Premier the League. The FA have already said that any team that leaves and comes back will automatically put in the National League. Yeah. So would Leicester leave the Premier League for one season and go and play fucking Harrogate Town the next season? This is the problem, and this is why they can't coexist. No. This is I keep saying this, and this is why the only way that the Super League will happen is if the other leagues in the top European divisions agree to it and, and let it coincide with it, but they yeah. won't do that. So the Premier League will say no, we're not having it. Bundesliga definitely will say no. The Ligue 1 will definitely say no. Italian League, we know what they're going to say. And the Spanish League. The Spanish League, by the way, Real Madrid and Barcelona aren't absolutes for being in this competition yet because they've got big member fan bases, especially Barcelona. So, And if you've seen the Spanish riot and you've seen the Catalonians riot against certain things politically, can you imagine what those Barcelona fans will do if they decide that they sign up I mean for them they might think to themselves this is great we're going to be guaranteed money and Messi's going to stay and he's going to stay for, for forever but they could go the other way they could say I'm not having this like we want to be playing in a proper Champions League competition against like the because I want to know what La Liga are saying about this are, are they mm. being as strong as ours because I think yeah, they are they are they've condemned it yeah, yeah La Liga have condemned it it makes you think as well because the, the six teams in the Premier League that have joined the Super League are actually That's incredible in quite knowledge. Good. That is Dale Berry. Sorry, Collins. I've just yeah, no, I've just seen <laughs> that actually. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. That well done, it, Dale you, Berry. Please, please tell me that you've not copy and pasted that, and that is definitely off the top of your head that you've just thrown that out. <laughs> Straight that's off Wikipedia. <laughs> I am Jose's secretary. Um, <laughs> it makes you think the six Premier League teams that have joined the Super League are actually not that bad off financially. Whereas six foreign teams, the Spanish and the Italian teams, it, it's been well known over the past 12 to 18 months that with COVID as well, mm. it, it's been a shit show financially for them. So this could even be a, a case of the English teams have been well and truly honeydicked into joining a league where those foreign teams had to join it to save themselves. Because mm. Real Madrid can't buy anyone at the moment. Barcelona c- can't even afford to keep Messi on the books as it stands. Atletico, no idea where they are financially, but they can't be much better off. The two Milan clubs, uh, it's well known that they're struggling. Juventus are looking to offload Ronaldo because they're struggling that badly. So uh, is that part of their motivation for for getting us into it as well, the six English teams? Because they're just that desperate to get that payoff, that 300 million each or whatever the numbers are. Well, let's be honest, they need us. Juventus. Oh, they need yeah. us more yeah, than the, we need them. The it's Italian not a relationship. They, they need us. It's as simple yeah. as that. I mean, Inter Milan, we documented a while ago that their parent company, uh, the Suning Group, have dissolved fucking Jiangsu. Mm. But they've already dissolved one Chinese, they've already dissolved one football club. You know, what's to stop them to put in Inter Milan in the shit? So we saved Inter Milan completely and they're just about to win the fucking Serie A. It's a joke. Mental. Uh, tell you what, um, Patrick Bamford has um, done a post-match interview because uh, oh, yeah. obviously they're, they're getting all the players now. James Milner has said 
uh, I don't like it, basically, because um, he's boring, obviously. But <laughs> this is a quote from, from Patrick Bamford. It's amazing the amount of opera that comes into the game when somebody's pockets are getting hurt. It's a shame it's not like this with racism. Nice. Good fucking lad. Do you know what? Yeah. For one week and one week only, there's a not dickhead of the week award and Patrick Bamford fucking wins it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well and done, the Leeds Padre. United well, admin. Well, well said, Patrick Bamford. And it's true. Yeah. It's true. It true. Where, where is UEFA's energy when it was all about racism? But as yeah. soon yeah. as money's involved, oh, no, 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 we can't be having that. Absolutely insane. Well, we spoke about the Champions League final and our teams are going to get revoked from it. Are we awarding Leicester City the FA Cup? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next. Uh, yeah. What, what's the alternative? What else could you do? Put put Southampton in? No, because they played them. Didn't they? Re- replay yeah. the fucking semi final. <laughs> you'd have yeah. to you'd have to put yeah, in to. the last team that wasn't affected, and you couldn't put Southampton in Sheffield because United. Leicester have already beaten them. Sheffield so, United. Sheffield United. Yeah, because yeah, it was us, us, wasn't it, against Leicester? But yeah, 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 Sheffield. Yeah, they've already beaten us, so we can't put us. Back oh, in, what a success story! Sheffield United go down and win the FA Cup. It's like Portsmouth all over again. Wigan. <laughs> over they'll go down. Insane. So, so here's one then. Just to, um, I don't know where you were going to go with this next, but as a final note on the the Super League stuff, genuinely and from your heart, what do you boys think? Is it going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm going to side with Dale. I don't think it can. No. Oh, we got I, just, I just, I just think that, there's too I'm many well. people that are opposing it. That's all. I just think there's far too many people that will oppose it. And when it gets to the courts, they'll just throw everything at it to stop this yeah. happening. Yeah. See, um, I, the I, only issue is, is now, as like I say, I think the clubs have gone a bit too far. Yeah. And like I think the the damage has been done in a sense that even though the the breakaway hasn't happened as such yet, the clubs involved, especially the English sides, have have gone too far down the line now. So it's what where where do they end up after this? This is it. Uh, like, what will the, what will the Premier that, League like, do if it doesn't happen now? Um, and for some reason, well, I say for some reason, I, I don't personally believe. I think there's too many moving parts that affect this or are being affected by it that it won't happen. But if it doesn't go ahead now, where does that leave the owners of these clubs? Um, and there, there is no way that we could continue like with it. There would have to be government level reforms of sport in this country and ownership of this country, because whether they force the Glazers to sell 49%. Sorry, they forced the Glazers to sell 51% of the football club uh, to the fans. Um, I don't think... Like they have in Germany. Them. I don't think... They, they could force, force them. them. They could. Uh, if they're nice. registered within this country, they can force anything they want on them. Um, I think, anyway. I, again, could be wrong. Um, but they, they impose the 50 plus 1% rule in, in Germany. There's no yeah. reason why they couldn't sell them, get them to sell it, break up the monopoly. They could call it a monopoly and say, right, off you go. 51% is up for sale now to whoever wants. You can never have a bigger majority than 20% share. Like They, they could do that, I'm sure they could. Um, but this, this could be a blessing in disguise 
for Manchester United fans and Arsenal fans who have hated their owners. It could be a blessing in disguise. It could all flat on its arse, fall flat on its arse and we could end up managing to get rid of them. That could happen. That's we we just don't know. That's the dream. I, you'd hope that's the best case scenario that all this falls apart. They get ripped to shreds when it goes to the courts because they try and push through with this fucking barbaric idea, this murder, murder and assault on football. And um, the government step in. But, I mean, let's face it, half the organisations that have come out today, including Boris Johnson himself, the only reason they're getting involved is because they've got a whiff of money. And they're like, hey, Hup, what's going on here and how can I get involved? It's like, you know, Sky Sport, and not the people that work for Sky Sports, like they say what they want to say, but Sky Sports themselves making statements or BT Sports themselves making statements or the Premier League themselves making statements, UEFA, FIFA, you're all as fucking bad as each other. You're all mm. as bad as each other. And the only thing that you're asked about is that it's taking money away from your pockets. That's yep. that's all you're asked about. Don't put the fans' names in your mouth and say that football's for the fans, you know, by the fans, for the fans, and we have to get football back for them. You are not asked about us. You have never been asked about us. The Premier League did this back in the early 90s. The only difference is, and I give the Premier League its credit, they didn't make it a closed model like this fucking shit is. No, at least at least the Premier League's relegation promotion and the dream still alive for a lot of clubs. It killed a lot of clubs. The the reform of the fucking league in '92, but at least the dream is still alive. This is bollocks. This this closed system. It's awful. It's awful. And, on, and on the note of Sky and BT, let's not forget that they tried to charge us fifteen pound for Burnley versus West Bromwich Albion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, let's not forget that they're you talking to, you about. You have to remind us of that. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're talking about for the fans and everything, and they're the pricks that tried to bring in big picture. Yeah. Like they they are not asked. What they're asked about is not being able to show Manchester United games because imagine the amount of subscriptions that they will lose if they lose United, City, Arsenal, Chelsea, and then the Premier League gets diluted. Gone. Sky Sports yeah. is finished. Yeah, I I think, and I've been tossing and turning on this all night. I think it will happen genuinely because I think we're too far in. It's too deep, and there's too much money involved. I I am one hundred percent certain there is no way the Glazers, fucking the um, Henry, Cronky, uh, fucking Perez, they have not hired the best legal teams in the world knowing that there was going to be a backlash, they they are 100% prepared for anything that's going to come for them in the next few weeks. I am certain. They are being funded by $6 billion. Yeah. There is no way that they are not prepared with the best lawyers that money can buy. They have every single corner covered. I am 100% certain of that. And I genuinely think that... I, I really hope I'm wrong. And I really, really hand on heart hope I'm wrong but I don't see how this turns around now. I mean, let's we've not even fucking touched on the re- restructure of the Champions League because that's a big of a fucking joke as the Super League is. Oh, yeah. mate. Don't. Honest to God. Just bring it back to what it was like, yeah. back in the day. It was much better and much simpler. And that's so, the point he- I was trying to make. Joe Glazer wouldn't put his name to it if it was going to fail. I, I don't. I, that's why I don't. I don't think it'll fail. He's not. A, he's not a failure. He's not a loser. He gets what he wants. It, yeah. I, I fucking. Ugh. 
<laughs> it's gonna it's gonna get drawn out a protracted scene in the courtrooms between all of the organizations and all of the owners of the clubs and the ones that are gonna suffer are the players and the fans. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Now we've just had a fantastic comment there from Tim Frost. I think I'm able to guess who dickhead of the week is this week. Now I think it's very obvious. I've got six for you. I'm I'm still gonna play it anyway, boys. You know what? Under 18s, yeah. We furlough with you. No, you just it's just not something you do. No. Just no, not that just not that week. Here we go. Oh, dickhead of the week. Dickhead of the week. I never get tired of it. I never get tired of it. <laughs> right, I'm just going to say this right now. All in favour of Florentino Perez and Joe Glazer say aye. 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 <laughs> so Josh, Dale, I know you've got a tough you, decision on your hands well, here. Uh, Josh, Josh, you didn't say I. Is Josh still with us? He's gone. He's he can't hear anything, can he? He's done. <laughs> oh dear me! What's going on? What's going on? He's just he's just sat there and he's he's finished. He's one hundred percent playing like Tetris on his PC or something. It has to be oh, the, yeah, yeah. the Glazers, the fucking Perez, the any anyone involved in this shit. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I mean, to be fair, I, I gave it no thought anyway <laughs> to, the, to anything else that had happened. I mean, during the week, the last week or so, I, but. Yeah, I, I I had VAR down again for some horrific decisions, some stupid offsides. Uh, How many times have we mentioned VAR? Yeah, yeah. This this would go away. Yeah. Do you know what? And I said this to uh, Gav earlier. If the ESL scraps VAR and sorts all this shit out, you know what? All for it. Because at least we'll get our football <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> well, will we? No, will we fuck? Will we absolutely fuck? Lads, if anyone is listening and still here with us, do not watch the ESL if it starts. That's Boy, the most fuck. important thing that we need to stress to people. It's not enough to just be angry uh, and and say things that you think are good sound bites and everything. Do not watch the ESL. Walk away from your football club. You, yeah. Everyone has to bandy together here because if we don't do it, then they get away with it and it's yeah. over. Uh-huh. It's over. It's not. It's not us they care about, though. It's they'll get millions. They'll get billions of audience viewers in India and China, and then loads in the USA. Like they don't, they don't care about us. Like we we just live near the stadium now. That that's all that matters. They're not asked. We can sit there and say we're not going to watch. Don't matter. There are billions of people that will. So yeah, this is why that, it, it needs to not issue, happen. That is the yeah. issue completely. We 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 can boycott as much as we want, and all they'll just see is. Oh, people in England aren't watching, but look at the viewing figures in Russia, in America, like that, and that, and that's the target market. At the end of the day, that's what they're looking for. Yeah. My final question to you boys, and this is a deep question: How long are you willing to give it before you walk away from Manchester United? If it's if it's confirmed, if the first fixture is 
um, is listed and it's the they've set their fucking shit streaming service up and they give all the clubs their own TV rights so they can set up their own streaming services and then you've got to pay to watch all United so then you've got to pay to watch anyone else's separately. If that first fixture is listed and it's signed, sealed and it's going ahead, then that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm not having it. Done. Yeah, fair play. Dale? Same. Same yeah. with Lee. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give it every chance for it to obviously not happen and stuff like that and... You know, even if it doesn't happen, I mean, they've, they've burnt a few bridges. Mm-hmm. That's what they've I'm at. A, They've burnt a few bridges. Um, and is it, a, you know, are they repairable? It's it, it's it's a tough one. But, um, I mean, I'd say I'll, I'll just see how it pans out. But I'll, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm really lacking any interest in, in United at the, mil- at the minute now after this. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where I'm currently at. I don't know about you, Danny, Chris, um, Josh, but just yeah, it's it's a tough one. But that's I, it. I've I've, I've kind of just after the goings on the last 24, 36 hours or whatever. I'm just yeah, I'm I'll I'll be honest. United can just well, I would say United, but the owners at the minute can just yeah get fucked. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you completely, mate. I've um, I felt a real disconnect with football over the last twelve months, and whether that it probably stemmed with Project Big Picture. Um, that was my first inkling that this is more about money than it ever has been before. Um, VAR has killed a lot of love for the game for me. It, it's, it's too much now. It's not the game. I'd rather go and watch a Sunday league game at this point because you just know that there's no gonna, not going to yeah. be fucking 20-minute stoppages. Um, di- I've just seen a mock-up there. Someone's put uh, a big Dunkin' Donuts logo saying, this corner is brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, <laughs> no. no. It's happening, no, no. isn't it? Yeah, of course that's it is. What, that's what will happen. We've, it's been very difficult to watch football without fans. Um, mm. It's been very difficult to be invested in football without fans. And... For my football club, the club that I've loved for nearly 29 years now, to openly admit that they're not asked about me as a fan, they're more bothered about the Chinese tourists as a fan, I I find that really hard to to stomach. Uh, you know, I've 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 not I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the most dedicated of fans. You know, I don't do away days. I've never been away to Europe. I've never been in a luxury privileged place to do that you know i'm brought from a humble small family where that kind of money was never available but do i watch every single game damn right do i read every fucking tweet do i read every article do i obsess about it am i sat here with a fucking brand new football card of Ahmad diallo because i'm so proud of him he's going to be our new superstar you know absolutely i am but this might be a bridge too far. This mm-hmm. might be a bridge too far that they've they've admitted now that they're not asked, and it could be a point where I, I will always, always love Manchester United Football Club. That that name, that brand, that kit, yeah, the stadium, everything it stands for, I will always, always love. But it's very hard to support them and what they're doing. I and I, I feel a big big disconnects from them right now and it it just yesterday just hurt yesterday mm-hmm. hurt a lot and even if this all backfires and we're back in the premier league and whatever i don't think that relationship is going to be there anymore it's painful 
they're so far away, aren't they? They are. They're, they're so far away from from the fans and reality. Mm. I mean, have they not been? You know, have they not seen what's been going on the last twelve fucking eighteen they months? You know, they don't care. They don't pandemic, care. COVID. <laughs> you know, yeah. people have got you know losing jobs, losing loved ones. You know, they, they turn a blind eye. It's like they've been living in a fucking cave. It's just so distant, and uh, no, I'm gonna stop. No, Ed, Edward, would come, Edward would come out and said that the the people of Manchester didn't have that much money and stuff, but then released a shirt two days later for seventy five pounds. They, they don't know. They don't know Manchester. No. No. They don't know Manchester. He's never fucking lived in Manchester. Like I'm, I'm in a decent area of Manchester, but I'm not. Like it's not fucking luxury. You know, we make ends meet. I shop at Aldi. I'm, I'm fucking, I, I love shopping at Aldi, but like for years and years and years, Aldi's been seen as the the sub brands. This is where you go where you've got no money. I've been shopping mm. there pretty much my whole life. Yeah, same. Yeah, love I mean, Aldi. Yeah, I do. The fucking quality, mate. Up the fucking Cuthbert, the Caterpillar. Like, fuck my suspenses. <laughs> Pricks. Um, yeah, like a working class family. My mum works at the supermarket. My dad works at the gas board. Like, we're, we're working class. And th- these pricks that own this football club, they don't know anything about working class. Chris, you said it perfectly. Newton Eve, it was spawned from working class. Mm-hmm. This is why we associate with Manchester United. Like some people, yeah, they came in the 90s when the glory years and the glory supporters, but like it's not us. We were born in this area and we associate because it's working class heroes. But it's it's not it's not yeah. that anymore. We we we're Manchester United. Like they're they're not Manchester United. Yeah. I uh, we're just lucky that we we're born in the area that we were. But like my love from United comes from my dad. My dad used to stand on fucking orange crates, man, in the seventies. Like so, we were tall enough to see. Went back in the days when it was standing. So he was tall enough to see what was on going on the pitch, and he he saw you know through like the days of fucking Doherty uh, into the eighties with Atkinson before Fergie and. It, it, tough time, seventies and eighties. You know when we're on, on the depression after the sixties, after after Busby and everything that happened, and and the success of those sides, and we had to live through fucking being a cup team and Liverpool with a big team dominating the eighties and all the rest of it. And I, my love for the club comes from him, and they're the people I feel for tonight. They're the people I feel yeah, for, yeah. and it, the same goes for the Liverpool fans, and yeah. you know the fans of the other clubs as well. That yeah. it's the older generation that have they've put a heart and soul into these clubs for, for decades. They're the ones I feel for. I, I don't think I've ever felt a unite between mm. United, mm. City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Spurs fans quite like this. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's quite it's quite nice in a way. But it's also fucking heartbreaking because I've I've had a lot of City fans message me this week and I've not even had a chance to speak about it, how I've spoke to them and you know, all the shit that they've gone through. You know, they've been the little the little brother of Manchester. They had all the shit times at Main Roads. They were the plucky ones that got lucky and got the takeovers and then they built a foundation. All the work that they've done in Manchester with the women's, the kids, the training grounds. They've bought this infrastructure and they've bought the hotels. They've got the city group, which is taking over the world. And as much as a lot of people don't agree with that, I don't actually mind the city group because I mm. think they're giving a lot of places opportunities for people to play football. And at the first opportunity, they've sold out. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to note as well, we've not mentioned it before, but I think it's dead, dead important to note that this is going to have a hugely detrimental effect on the women's game as well. If this goes yeah. 
the ramifications are going to completely destroy the women's game before it's even got a chance to build, to, to put a foundation on the speed that it's building up at the moment. Yeah. It's not fair. No. And, and Josh, I'll come to you last, mate. As a as an Everton fan, uh, obviously we've aired our this fucking pleasure and disappointment in the clubs. As someone who's from the outside who this is, is going to negatively affect whether you're potentially, mate, you might win the Premier League next season, but it's always going to have that asterisk next to it, isn't it? Yeah, I don't and want it. No, like how, like, is, is if United come back into the league and United, Everton, not Everton, Arsenal, Liverpool and all that, where, where do you stand on that? Well, one thing that I've only just thought about now that you just mentioned, we're going to lose our, our arch rivals across mm-hmm. across oh across shit yeah of course we're, yeah. we're not, yeah. not going to have any rivals anymore are we so is Tranmere our rival now <laughs> i you know as an evertonian who who do we look forward to a, a derby with now yeah it's other things like that yeah no. I, I didn't think of that at all no, I've, I've just thought about it now and and that's another negative effect on 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 everton and and likewise with with some of the london clubs you know crystal palace um, fulham yeah, yeah, because there's lo- loads of them that consider themselves to be in little derbies, yeah. depending on where they are in London, don't they? So yeah, yeah. Um, that's what, that's the biggest game of their season, playing their top six derby rival in London. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's gonna, it is gonna, unfortunately, just ruin the game, and, and that is the 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 simplicity of of the answer for me. It's gonna ruin the game. The game won't be the same. The game is not will not be as we know it now, and it's going to affect everybody negatively, mm-hmm. apart from board members whose pockets it's going to fill. They're yeah. the only people that will benefit from this, and other businesses they, they get roped into it and make money off it. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. Well, fingers crossed, lads. This gets blocked, but I think for some people and probably myself included that the, the damage with the clubs is already done. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone has any recommendations or applications for a new club, I might be looking for one. <laughs> one word answer. Who are you going off to support? Everton. Okay. <laughs> can, can, I, can I give a two word answer? Cool. I'm going to watch County, but if I'm picking a team, it would be Everton. Up the Duffies. It's, it's, a, it's a one club that I've always... We've said this a million times. I bet our listeners are sick of hearing it. The parallels with United and Everton have always been there. So one team that I've always really liked outside of United in the English League, it would be it would be Everton. If not, I'm going German, boys. <laughs> Hello. Well. <laughs> Lee's going to be Newcastle, I'm guessing. Yeah, obvious one for me. Uh, yeah. Still got me Alan Shearer picture in my wallet. Good lad. <laughs> Good lad. Just for keepsakes. <laughs> but yeah, it has to be. Favourite favorite all-time Premier League players, my dad's team. It'd have to be Newcastle. Yeah. Love that. Dale, I'm guessing you're counting as well, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Dale, me, me and you'll get season tickets, mate. About 200 oh, quid. We'll 200 quid. There we go. Still <laughs> dusted. Ah, where, where, decide, where are you going? You're going Wrexham? I don't... I mean, yeah, we're under your new owners. Chester. Do you know what? Yeah, probably Chester. Probably Chester. <laughs> I am a Chester fan. I am a Cestrian. <laughs> mate, I'm well clued in, mate. I've been to some of the games. I'll fit into sliding like normal. Oh, but yeah, it'll have to be, be 
on, on, the, on, on a final note, um, I think it's also time, boys, that we revive our 40 for 15 campaign because this is a yeah. huge opportunity yeah. for a lot of disgruntled fans to really make an impact in the communities, especially with fans being allowed back in stadiums very soon. Yeah, they will do. Yeah, so Three I'm weeks, not, is it? I'm not sure if it's our pinned tweet or whether we can make it our pinned tweet again, but hashtag 40 yeah. for 15, it is all over social media. We were tweeting about it a lot. Um, when the first lockdown was ended, go and support your local team, go and buy a ticket for a 10 and get a pint for a fiver yeah. and go and enjoy a day out. Um, yeah. Like I said, me and Dale it's were great. going to Stockport County. It's fucking great. You when you win, boys went we? to win it, yeah, I've been to County numerous times. It's such a good day out and fuck the Glazers. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Post-COVID, all those lower league teams, non-league teams could really use your money could really do with the money to stay afloat. So it's a massive cause for them. Yeah. yeah. I'll be heading down to Buckley when the Welsh leagues and stuff get kicked off again. So, Yeah, 100%. Right. Does anyone else have any parting words, boys? Because I think we, we've gone through a lot tonight. Yeah, yeah. I that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, that's me, I think. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Well, yeah. in that case, everyone, thank you very much for watching and listening, whether you were here for one minute or one hour. It is very much appreciated. We've had a lot of viewers tonight. Uh, very special thanks to Finkitch for tweeting. Anyone else who's retweeted us on Twitter, getting us out there. The word has been spread and it is very much appreciated. Follow us on all social medias at we are 4 m one t Soon to be we are 5T. <laughs> <laughs> Go through another rebrand. Tea. <laughs> uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Search for Manx One Toffee. Find Chris with the Guard Pass on the Mad Sports Network. Go and give guys a follow. But for myself, Danny, Dale, Chris, Josh, and Lee, thank you very much. Fuck the Glazers, fuck the Super League, and good night. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us. You can subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Apple and Google Podcasts and all other major podcast stations. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Formanx One Toffee. And please follow us on social media at We Are 4M1T.